Warning, the following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Taryn Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey spooksters and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara and as always I am here with my beautiful ghoul friend Jessica. Aww. Hello spooksters. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Happy Valentine's Day if you are listening to this on Publish Day. If you're not, happy whatever day it is for you. Happy Tuesday. (laughs) Tuesday, (laughs) Wednesday, future days, who knows. (laughs) But today, as you can tell by the title, we are bringing you some ghost stories falling under the umbrella of spooky soulmates. So I'm excited. Jessica's got some good ones. It'll be a great time. Oh, quick announcement in case you missed it on socials. We have pushed back the live show we are doing by a little bit. It is now going to be on March 5th. It is via Zoom. So if you would like to come hang out with us virtually, please go to the link in the show notes and you can get your ticket. And if you're a 25 or higher patron, you get a ticket for free. So make sure you DM us uh, to get all that situation taken care of, and we can get you good to go on that. We're also doing a Q&A. We are keeping our Valentine theme, though, for it, so it will be a good time. It will be a good time. Mm-hmm. And if you'd like to hang out with us on social media besides that, you can go to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle is at 3 Girls, and we have an amazing Facebook group. We This goes out on Valentine's Day, so pretty much everybody who participated in our book exchange Should have mailed them out, as today is the last day. We do all kinds of fun stuff in there. We do watch parties sometimes. We do exchanges. All kinds of cool stuff. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com backslash three spooked girls. For as little as a dollar, you get one bonus episode a month. Then as you get up to our higher tiers, five gets video content. We have haunted grounds. We have slaughters every so often. And then Jessica and I do monthly live streams for our patrons exclusively. And other cool stuff happens on the Patreon. So if you'd like to support us, head over there. But with that, I think that's really all I got. So Jessica, tell us your first spooky soulmate story. Okay. So Tara and I found the found this article. It's on Travel Channel. The article is from. And it's it is titled Tales of Ghostly Lovers and Spooky Soulmates. 
So it's what's interesting about this article is because it's the travel channel. It's like based on a place, but all of these places have some sort of like love scorned person. Mm-hmm. So my first one is the Santa Clara house, which I have been to this restaurant before. Like I realized like later that I've been to this place. So according to the article, it is it says a young woman, a young married woman. Let's let's preface that. Ooh. A young married woman had an affair with a traveling salesman from San Francisco, which he did not travel that far because it's like 20 miles, it feels like. (laughs) When she found out she was pregnant with his child, she hung herself in the attic. The former Victorian home is now a restaurant and customers have seen her wandering upstairs in the ladies' room and staring out the windows, waiting for her lover to come back to her. So the Santa Clara house has a couple different names or has been known as like the Big Green House or... Carlo Hahn House or the Tavern, which is what it is called now. The name of the woman, her name was Rosa, and she is the resident ghost, and she is an unhappy woman that is forced into marrying a man she didn't love. Which, you know, that's very sad. Mm-hmm. And very common back then. Yeah, very, very common. It said that she started the affair with an Italian man who ended up leaving her when she got pregnant. Asshole. Right? I know, such dicks. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. We talk about BetterHelp a lot on the show, and this month we're discussing some of the stigmas surrounded by mental health. For example, some people think that you should wait until things are unbearable to go to therapy, but this isn't true. Therapy is a tool to be utilized before things get worse and can help you avoid the lows. I know that when I have had issues in my life, even if I just started to think that I'm having issues, going to therapy can definitely help. Having a professional be able to talk to you and be able to give you practical, useful tools to help better your life is very important. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers videos, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And it is much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp therapy online. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Three Spooked Girls listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Spooked Girls. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Spooked Girls. And that's what forced her to hang herself is because she was so like distraught over it. So the women's bathroom that we're talking about is on the second story. And a lot of reports have happened where they've heard unexpected noises come from there or they've like they feel someone trying to push them down the stairs, which I think is just like people trying to like get past, you know, (laughs) get out of my fucking way. I got I might be dead, but I got places to go. According to the website, CaliforniaHauntedHouses.com, there was an actual report that someone like went in and like wrote like their experience. So this is their story. They write, I am 17 or not 17. I am 70 now, but I worked as a waiter at the big green house in the mid and late 70s. I was under the impression that the second floor was the attic. Sometimes at night, as we closed, we could hear heavy footsteps as if someone was running across the attic. One night, as the crew were on the front steps for the bartender and manager to close up, I was midway up the stairs. No one was behind me, and I felt someone push me on my shoulders from behind so that I fell to the bottom of the stairs. I was still on my feet and unhurt, but I was certain no one on the crew had pushed me. 
And that comes from Dave. Hmm. Interesting. That's a little that's a little scary, like to get like actually fucking yeeted down the stairs by a ghost. Right. No fucking thank you. I'd rather not. <laughs> no. So Rose is out there like causing mischief. She's like, I'm gonna push people downstairs, which I get like rightfully so. Yeah, every every ghost has to have a thing. It reminds me like you watch you started watching the show Ghosts, right? Mm-hmm. Like how they all have like their special power. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone walks through them. That's kind of how I feel like Rose is like, I'm just going to walk through you and you're going to fall downstairs. Oh, my goodness. That's my special power. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, my first spooky soulmate story revolves around the Chatham Manor. I might be saying that wrong. It's located in Fredericksburg, Virginia. And it was built back in 1770 or was completed in 1771 by a man named William Fitzhugh. And all kinds of like famous people have been here. There was a lot of like Civil War stuff happening during this and all kinds of rich history if you are interested in that. But notably, one of the like most noted people, and I'll get into it when I get into the ghost story here in a second, was George Washington had been here Ooh. and is a little intertwined in this. Yes, yes. I like so, it. I like it. Our founding mm-hmm. father. Yes. So the story goes, while Fitzhugh had the manor, there was a young woman who came to visit and she didn't want to. Her father made her. And the reason was, was because she was originally from England and she fell in love with a guy who her father thought was too below their social class. The man was described as a dry salter, which I don't know what that is, but okay. (laughs) And she came from a wealthy family. So her father was like, no, 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 I'm sending you to America. Goodbye. So he sent her to the manor. And in secret... Her lover followed her to America and they met and they were actually making plans to elope. But a servant had overheard and decided to snitch and they snitched to who but General George Washington. Oh, shit. Tell him the big boss. Yes. And George here was determined to put a stop to this elopement. So on the night that they had planned to run away together to get married, she climbed from her bedroom window and instead of finding her man, she found George Washington waiting for her. Oh, shit. And I'm assuming they killed him because it said that nobody knows what happened to him. And George had this young lady shipped back to England and she was forced to marry another man who was whoever her father thought was good enough, quote, quote. Roll my eyes. Yes. And she apparently she had made a vow to herself that she would return to the manor each year on the anniversary of her death. So she made this vow on her deathbed. Oh. And her ghost is known as the Lady in White. And there are tons of reports saying that they have seen her ghost. She will show up as a apparition in a white long colonial style gown. The very first recorded report of seeing her ghost actually happened the day she died what and that was june 21st 1790 that's crazy that's fucking insane right and apparently it is said that now she appears every seventh year on june 21st between 12 p.m and 12 a.m 
to take a walk. And she walks along the path to the river to the spot where she was supposed to meet her lover that night. I want to go. Right? Isn't that cool? We got to figure out when this seventh year is. So we had just missed it because I read an article (laughs) that was like 2000, like this group went in like 2007, I think. So it was like 2007, 2014. Oh, no, no. Yeah. So it was last year. Yeah, it would have been last year. Fuck. Yes, it was last year. So we just missed it. So much time to wait. Six more years. (laughs) (laughs) So much time to wait. We'll probably forget. Can you you please just make an exception (laughs) this one time, person? Right? I mean, come on, lady in white. You said every year. What are you doing? You're slacking. (laughs) Slacking. Right? Oh, I looked up what a dry salter was, by the way. So a dry salter, according to the Wiki- the Wikipedia page, dry salters were dealers in a range of chemical products, including glue, varnishes, dyes, and colorings. Dry salting is closely linked to the occupation of salter, which in the Middle Ages simply meant someone who traded in salt. Mm-hmm. But by the end of the 14th century, there was a guild of salters in London. So it's just like okay. a guy who was a merchant, apparently. He was not apparently as cool. Well, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so my next one, or I should say my, my other one, is the Casablanca Inn, which I feel is like kind of famousy a little bit. According to the article, it says a widow innkeeper fell in love with a rum runner during Prohibition who made his living smuggling alcohol to the U.S. on boats. The innkeeper would keep watch on her roof signaling with a lantern if it was not safe to come in from sea. One stormy night, she saw federal agents patrolling and waved her lantern to warn her lover. She never saw him again. People still report seeing the woman standing on the roof, waving the light back and forth. Like, that's crazy. She's like, no. Yeah. So apparently, there have been like thousands of supernatural reports at this place. Oh, wow. Yeah. People are constantly complaining about eerie sounds that are coming from the walls, like wailing or screams. Like, that would be a little off-putting if you were like, because this place is beautiful. Like, I'll talk about it in a little Mm -hmm. bit. It's fucking beautiful. Could you imagine if you're like, "Mm, I'm just all nice and cozy in my big bed, (laughs) paying a lot of money to, like, be bougie. And then all of a sudden you just hear screaming and be like, the fuck is happening right now? Like, no fucking thing. (laughs) A quote is saying the most common things that folks normally out in high tide, consistently report seeing a red light in one of the rooms, a burning flame. Coincidentally, in the very same room, Mrs. Bradshaw, who's the lady who was like waving her lantern, used to signal her contacts from the coast, the room she would light a candle to give her smuggler friends the all clear. So like, she's definitely haunting that place. A hundred percent. Yeah. People say they see her like walking and then all of a sudden she just fucking vanishes, you know, that kind of shit. There's also been witnesses of a small child that vanishes into walls, Mm. which is kind of very creepy. They say that a misty fog floats through the air in several different spots all around the end, specifically in the halls, the guest rooms and outside. To describe the building a little bit, it's Mediterranean Revival. It's really beautiful. And it was built in 1914. The architect of this was a Mr. Butler, and he wanted to call the hotel the Mantonese Hotel. So in the early days, it was a boarding house for 
children and families that refugee for traveling salesmen. So I don't know, like maybe they just like leave their family in this like location. And the owner would provide them a warm place to stay and people would live there. And then apparently it was like really nice. Like it was clean. People could get good food. They had good service. It was very, very popular. And in the 1920s, it found itself under a new owner who happened to be a woman. We talked about how it basically was a bootlegger's paradise, which I think is like, in my opinion, such a cool part of history. When we mm-hmm. we think about how like, I don't know, like, I'm not saying this, but like collectively as a society, like the government was like, you can no longer drink alcohol. And Americans were like, people who like didn't drink before were like, fuck that noise. I'm going to drink. <laughs> I just thought it was really cool. There's one report of a female guest who took a picture of herself, like like a mirror selfie. And I guess this must have been like back in the day because she had to like get the picture developed. And when she did, there was a woman standing next to her. (gasps) Right. Others say that they can smell the scent of oranges. Oh, well, better than like sulfur. Right. I was like, oh, I want to (laughs) like, I have a bougie ghost that smells good. Like, come on. Along with seeing the children like vanish through the walls, they hear children playing in different rooms. So like you'll be in one room. And you'll hear it in another and then like they'll be like, oh, there was like kids playing in this room. And the employees will be like, there's nobody staying in that room and there's no children in the hotel right now. Sounds right. Sounds right. And they like to touch people. I feel like all ghosts like to touch people on shoulders. I think that's like a safe place. Mm -hmm. Like, hey. Hey, I'm here. Right. Like, (laughs) hello. That's where you got touched. There's like friend. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which I'm still bitter about, by the way. Just saying. (laughs) Like, we went to, like, have a paranormal experience, and I walked away with nothing, and Tara was like, something touched me. <laughs> I'm still bitter. Still sad. It's okay, though. It's all right. It's all right. Next time. <laughs> Here's hoping. Yes. All right. Well, my other place is called the Don Caesar Hotel. It is a big pink hotel, and it is located in St. Pete Beach, Florida, and it was opened in 1928. And the owner was Thomas Rowe. And Thomas here, he is a part of the ghost story. So he attended school in England and he enjoyed going to the opera. And one night he attended the play Maritana and met Lucinda, who was an opera singer. And she was like the star. The two of them fell in love. And they would meet at a secret fountain in a courtyard. And, of course, he called her the Maritana and she called him Don Caesar, which was characters in the play. Now, Lucinda's parents weren't crazy about this relationship. And they actually moved her back to Spain because of their religious differences. Mm. So they were like, this marriage or whatever is not going to work. Now, before she was whisked away back to Spain, they promised to write each other and reunite one day. After this, Thomas headed to Florida, where he opened up the hotel, and he had sent, it was like a notebook situation, love letter after love letter after love letter. Hmm. But they would all be returned to him unopened. And in the end, the only communication he ever got back was a news clipping of her death, accompanied by a note addressed to my beloved Don Caesar. So, the hotel, who also has a courtyard and a fountain that matched the fountain they would, you know, meet at. It's literally a replica of it. He built that for her. 
And since he passed away, staff and guests report sightings of a gentleman sporting an old-fashioned Panama hat and white summer suit strolling the grounds, and even greets guests, so they believe this is him. (laughs) But when people try to approach him, he disappears, so he's a little shy. He's, like, friendly, (laughs) but... Yes. Not too friendly. Right. And staff also has reported strange happenings throughout the hotel, especially on floor five, which is where Thomas lived. Housekeepers said they have heard mysterious knocking at doors while cleaning rooms, yet nobody is there. Doors will swing open by themselves. And basically, it happens like when staff's carrying trays and stuff. So they have helpful ghosts around here. It's, you know, it's fine. And people think this is Thomas still trying to help his team, which is what he did back in the day. And then there's also been reports of sightings of a young couple walking together on the grounds wearing a white suit and a traditional Spanish peasant dress. So people think they were reunited in death here. Oh, I love that so much. Right? Isn't that the cutest? And the hotel's pretty freaking cool looking. Like, I looked up pictures and stuff, obviously. So, like, yeah, it's really cool. It has a nickname of the Pink Lady. I was like, oh, that's fun. Right? And then they did some renovations. They did a lot of them over the years. So, basically, from, like, 1985 through 2001, they did a lot and they added on. And basically, now there's a 4,000-square-foot spa a restaurant, and a second outdoor swimming pool. So that's fun. Nice. And that's in addition to the full beach club and spa that's already there. And the hotel was actually changed names. It changed to the Don Caesar Beach Resort and Spa. So pretty cool. And it's also, right? And it's also part of the National Register of Historic Places that happened in 1975. And it became a founding member of the National Trust Historic Hotels of America in 1989. That's cool. So, yeah. Pretty neat. Pretty neat. I like it. All right, y'all. Well, this is going to wrap up our episode for this Valentine's Day. We just wanted to do something short and sweet that was a little spooky. So we hope you guys enjoyed. If you have any favorite stories of spooky soulmates, please feel free to share with us on any of the socials. You can always do a part two because these kind of stories are always kind of sad but sweet. Mm-hmm. It just kind of depends. Right. <laughs> and again, if you would like to hang out with us for the virtual live show on March 5th, it's still at 6 Pacific time. You can go to the link tree and that is in the show notes. It has the things for the tickets and all of that good stuff. We are doing a Q&A at the end. So come hang out with us. But with that, we will go ahead and sign off and we'll see you on Thursday. Bye, guys. Toodles. Toodles.